right, welcome to MS the podcast. We're here with Jiu-Jitsu Brown Belt and podcast uh, host, <laughs> Simply Gone Podcast. Heck yeah! Jared hey. Loper. Jared the, you don't have a nickname, Jared the Yeti I don't, Loper. I don't Jared the Yeti? <laughs> Wow. He's just I'm not even hairy phone. enough for that. <laughs> You're growing hair, though. I'm, I'm You're growing old. more. You used to well, be I mean, bald. it's like, it's on the top of my head. You look anywhere else on my body. You it's almost have bare. a cow lick. It's like... kind of embarrassing. <laughs> I haven't even That's not embarrassing. Yet. People pay good money to not have hair on the rest of their body. <laughs> it's true. Well, I wish the rest of your puberty would catch up to you because it just hasn't. That's you, fine. Not just the hair. It's everything. You've, it's got, you've got kids. <laughs> <laughs> look, don't ask me how, man. I don't we won't. What we don't need to know. That's they between do you. do look a lot like my wife's personal trainer, though. I am just going to say that. Well, yeah. he's so, a good-looking guy, then. He is those a very are handsome delightful. man. God, I, I would do him. I mean, I mean <laughs> who would? Who hasn't? That's all. Wait. <laughs> also me. Any Hume. So... Jared is here, and he is recording our podcast with us, Excite Bike. He brought all of his medals, and we had to leave him upstairs because they were too heavy to bring downstairs. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's that's what happened. We will put, um, we will try and put a picture of him up on the website with his medals. Oh, gross. You don't know. You don't have to self-deprecate your beauty here. Uh, We we enjoy it. We We, we bathe in it. Mm. We bathe in it. Uh, you could pick a better bath ointment. <laughs> really, we could. It's the worst bath salt in the world. It's better than eating people's faces off. Le de Gerard. Oh, yes. also, is it French? It is now. <laughs> okay, so how long have you done jujitsu? I've been doing jujitsu for like a decade now, ten years. Oh my Dang. Too long. Uh, I've been doing it way too long to still be this bad at it. Oh. I feel like I should be better doing it 10 years now, and I, I'm just not. I think we all feel like that, no matter where we're at. I think there's world champions that feel like that. Nah, probably not. I don't think Buchecha feels that way. Buchecha's probably like, I got this. I'm like, no, I don't I don't. Got doing this. pretty good at this jiu-jitsu thing. I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Buchecha just... loses, I don't, he's probably like, whatever, I'll win next time. I've beat that guy before. <laughs> not that big of a deal. Well, what? Well, you've, been, you've been doing it for 10 years. You think you suck at it. What got you into it? So, I think I was like every little kid who grew up on like Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles and tried to karate kick everything in the house as a child. Uh, Did Taekwondo in like middle school and loved it because I was a child kicking things again. Um, It is fun. It is fun. It is. It is. Frankly, I still kick as much as I can. Do you want me to just... Like, no, just keep going. Do you we'll edit anything out? <laughs> no, we just let well, the dog bark. Well, here's the thing. We try to let the people know this is as real as it gets. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like old UFC, as real as it gets. All right, all right. Except this is real life. We're not professionals. I was just making sure. I was like, do I do I need to be quiet? And we edit out the, uh, the dog no, barking. And it's continue. okay. All right. I'll yell at Sweet. it as we're running. So, yeah. I, I kicked shit uh, in like sixth grade. And then I went to university and started fencing, and then started Taekwondo, and the Taekwondo instructor was like, we're doing self-defense stuff. And somebody pulls a knife on you, you're going to do this flying dragon kick. And I was like, no, no, no. And then like a jiu-jitsu class came in afterwards, and I was like, that looks interesting. What's that about? Looked it up. Somehow I'd never heard of the UFC. 
uh, and I found it, and I thought it was really cool. Ended up checking how to find jiu-jitsu online, found Gracie Garages, of all things, which, you know, Gracie Academy, for those who don't know, does, like, their online Gracie school thing. Yeah. I found a dude who was, like, running one out of his garage in Idaho Falls. And so I went there, and I was literally training out of a dude's garage. That is so amazing. And he was a blue belt under, like, Pedro Sewer, Sauer, so I don't know how to say that guy's name. Again, a decade into it, I don't know what I'm doing. But uh, he was already a blue belt. There was another dude there who was already a blue belt, and then there was me, who was brand new. And I stuck with it. I loved it. They were good friends. They were really cool people. Went to my first tournament two months in, only training in a garage, nowhere else. And I took a gold and a silver, like that first tournament. It was, wow. it was a lot of fun. It was the garage tournament. It was the garage <laughs> tournament. No, it was it like was this. Did you just garage. go to another garage? <laughs> <laughs> Dojo storm the garage. <laughs> Rolling up on yard sales, like, bring it. <laughs> they were like, oh shit, it's that I'm garage. I'm <laughs> Somebody's grandma's like busting out her cane. No yeah. weight classes. Like, you said so, bitch. <laughs> No, it was this uh, no points, no time limit tournament. So, like, I know a lot of, like, no points tournaments, they still have a time limit. This one did not. Like, there was no time limit on your match. You just went until someone tapped out. Until someone died or Basically. And there was always an award for, like, the marathon role. And, like, one year it was these two, like, white belts who just went for, like, an hour and a half. Jesus. And one match. They were both exhausted and dying. And I was like, That's Or they bad. made a pact beforehand and was like, look, I'm going to fake shit and you're going to fake shit and we're going to make this. They were really good fakers then because they looked goddamn Actors. exhausted. Yeah. But that's where I went. Uh, no points, no time limit. I uh, won my gi division, took second in no gi. Nice. Yeah. Amazing. They had these cool swords for medals. Neat. What, oh, was, right. what was your longest roll? Not very long that first tournament. I think my longest roll was like five minutes that first Really? Time. So it was basically like a normal match. Yeah. What I mean, did I uh, hit people pretty quick. I'll get what did you hit people with? Like, what did you get? I mean, if, two months in, what did you know? A guillotine or just Arm like... bars. Really? Arm bars. So uh, I knew, like, one takedown, and I did that one takedown to everybody, and got into mount and did an arm bar. Um, I knew a cross choke that I learned that morning from (laughs) the dude in my garage gym. We're sitting there, like, warming up, drilling stuff, and he's like, well, you know, you can choke people with their geese, too. And I'm like, wait, what? And he literally showed me a cross choke, and my first match, I won... Because I was in mount, and I cross-choked the guy, and he rolled me off, and I just pulled really tight. And he tapped out on my face, and I thought he was punching me at first, because he was tapping really hard. And it turns out he was just tapping out, and that was all he could reach was my my face. He was tapping with bad intentions, is what we call that. (laughs) He was about to go. It was a tight one. I don't think I've ever had a cross-choke that tight before or after. Wow. So, so he literally showed you this move day of. It's like, listen, yeah. it's there. You're going to hit it. Yeah. And you're just like, okay. And then my ah. finals match, I did the same thing. He showed me like that cross choke, that paper cutter choke, and I hit that in my finals match. Like, I'd never seen it before. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll try it. Totally the opposite of my first tournament. My first tournament, I got <laughs> a wrestler who just wrestle fucked me mm-hmm. and beat the shit out of me. And then... I go and find out, oh, he's in the advanced no-gi, and he was doing white belt in the gi, and I'm like, ta-da. Here, I thought I was going to do well. <laughs> the only time, I actually, like, took one guy down and got two points, and then he just 
reverse me and beat the shit out of me and it was not what I was anticipating for my very first ego. Yeah. Steph is a white belt. Yeah. Yeah. Not unless you not unless you just run in and, and, and then win your first two matches and get somebody who cries their second match. That was a good one. <laughs> I don't know who he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so your first... So you were training out of a garage, and yep. you you basically demolished your first tournament on two months of training. Yeah, I felt pretty good after that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was a lot skinnier then, too. I'm kind of a fat ass now. I was weighing like 230 back then, but I, I had never touched a barbell in my life. See, that's the better way then, because you've been hitting hitting the strength gains. Yeah, but I'm, I'm still fatter, but like... I, <laughs> I couldn't lose, like, that last 10 pounds for the life of me to get in a lower weight class. Oh, you were only 10 pounds up? Yeah, I was 230. I couldn't get below 220. Mm-hmm. So I'm fighting, like, these big dudes who were strong and just beating the shit out of me after that. Like, So, I mean, I did really well as a white belt. I did shit as a blue belt for a long time. Uh, I got my blue belt a year after having my white belt. I got my blue belt in the mail from the Gracie Academy. There you go. And so, of course, I did shit for a while after that as a blue belt because I got it in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> but, I didn't even know that was an option. Yeah, it's not anymore. It, it, it used to be. Uh, yeah, you you could pay for their. That was course. my one last hope of becoming a blue belt. <laughs> I've lost it. You, Just you memorize their moves, yeah, you film can... yourself doing them, and send it in. Great. And they go, oh yeah, that's, that's good. There you go. You paid our hundred and fifty dollars for the uh, the basic move package, and uh, here you go. There's a ninety dollar test fee. No shit. There's a test fee. Holy fuck. Yeah, I didn't pay for the moves, of course. The other guy did. Yeah, well, my testes cost far less than $90. That's good. Same. Tiny. They're like grapes. But were they on sale? Like nine cents a pound? Let's not talk about that. (laughs) I mean, take the price of grapes and then make it only two, so... Not just well, it kind of depends on which part of the season you're... The cotton candy <laughs> grapes are always expensive. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> so you get your blue belt. When I met you, you were a blue belt. Mm-hmm. So... I had it for like five, six years, so... Wow. Oh, shit. Okay. Was it just because you, like, changed, changed schools or what? I think so. I moved across the country a lot from between Idaho and Indiana, like, two or three times. Okay. While I was a blue belt. And so you lived I, in Idaho? Yeah. Yeah, so that went to a garage. That's right, in Idaho. I'm sorry. I You're just good. want to know about the potatoes. Are they she exciting? wants to know about the potatoes, potatoes. The so the coolest thing is they do try to put potatoes in everything. Yes. So like, you know, like CC's Pizza here, you go, you pay like $5 for the shit. I've never pizza. had CC's Pizza. It's not worth it. You know it's terrible. It they had the mac and cheese pizza. pizza. Oh. Yeah. So there's a no, place like that out there. They call it Pizza Pie Cafe. That and they have. Terrible. They had a, uh, a spud pizza. And it was like a pizza with, instead of like the marinara sauce, it was ranch. Oh my god, it's the most Midwestern pizza of all time. And then cheese. Yes. And then really thin potato slices and bacon bits. And I'm not going to lie, it was actually pretty goddamn amazing. I so. can't imagine <laughs> the amount of white people like, that all this... to get into that pizza place. <laughs> this pizza's so spicy. Uh, the ranch is just killing me. Oh. Ah, I'm sweating over here. <sighs> Chewing on this buddy ranch. <laughs> Don't put any Parmesan on it. Are you crazy? <laughs> Slow down, sir. Is that pepper? <laughs> is that paprika? What the fuck? You'll have heartburn for a week. Wow. 
So you moved all the way out here, mm-hmm. and you were a blue belt for six years. Mm-hmm. Six fucking years. Who did you train at Performax the whole time? No. Okay. No, I was up in Fort Wayne for a while. Came down. Then I was at Performax when I moved to Indianapolis, and I was here for like a year, maybe two, and then uh, Coach gave me a purple belt okay. at Performax. Okay, yeah, about two years in is about. Yeah. And I was competing as a purple belt. Well, I still had my blue. I'd go to the Nagas and compete in the purple belt division, and I won that a couple times. Oh, as a blue okay. Belt. Yeah, so probably. Felt pretty cool. I was like, "Who's <laughs> winning?" And now I'm like, "Oh God, I hope I never go against anyone like that, and they just beat me." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm higher ranked, and they beat me because you know my ego can't handle it. Can't." My uh, ego cannot. My ego's too huge. I cry in the corner. Huge. Exactly. Huh. I, I mean, I do cry in the corner anyways. I would just cry more after mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, because I remember that. Because you were in the same, well, not division. We were in different weight divisions. But when we were up to that Chicago tournament, mm-hmm. we were in the same, like, we both went, were in Blue Belt Masters. Yep. And, uh, and then it seemed like right after that, you got your purple belt, I think, right? Yep. Yeah. Just like a month later. That tournament that... You and I both really sucked in, but God. we managed to get into the open. That's <laughs> terrible. That was like the worst experience. So my dad came with us. So it was me and Brandon and my dad staying in a hotel room. And so the first day I lost my match because I made some dumb mistakes and I felt really dumb because I should have won. Like I was, I was clearly better than the other guy. I just <laughs> fucked it up early and lost. And then my dad and me and Brandon went to get sushi like, downtown in Chicago that night. Yeah, that was fun. We met up with Cy. C, yeah. C, I'm sorry, C. <laughs> so we met up with C, and he's like, well, we could go to Navy Pier. It's not that far. We could walk. And my dad's like, yeah, let's walk. I'm the old guy. You guys are young. We can walk. It'll be fine. We walked fucking 13 miles that day. Yeah, we walked everywhere. We gauged, like, I got on Google Maps later and tracked it. We walked a full, like, half marathon. And so the next day, I get up to compete in Nogi, and I woke up, and I was like, I don't want to fucking compete. Like, I don't want to do shit. And so I got up there and competed like shit. And so I, I blame my dad and my inability to tell him no, still, <laughs> as an adult, a grown man. But it was fun. That like, was I had really, a really good time. That was a really fun time. Though. Yeah, we, we, we had some good times. In, we, in Chicago was fun. We, we went and got some pretty bomb-ass sushi. I had, like, some sweet good. potato sushi or some shit. Yeah. It was pretty fucking mine. It was a little hole in the wall place. It only fit like 30 people. And Not then, even and that they, many. They gave you water that was the size of a shot glass and was, and then never a refill. Because yeah, why? They want you to get out. Why would they do that? But, uh, it was Brandon's first time riding a train. Yeah. Rode the orange line. i never been on a train before. A train? Kind of Is a train. it a train? It goes, really from, a train? It, was, it goes from the airport to downtown. It so it's like around a city. above ground subway? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He never did. He, you should have seen him. He was sitting there, like, his eyes all bright, smiling really big. It was adorable. <laughs> I found a payphone. <laughs> Adam Levine would be proud. The things, the things that stick out to us. Yeah, we but it was, a, it was a fun experience. Yeah, I remember that tournament. Then, yeah, you get Purple Belt after that, and then did you compete? You competed a lot as Purple Belt, didn't you? I did. I competed most as a Purple Belt. Uh, I did American Nationals, like... A month after getting my purple belt, and I got first in no gi, second in gi, and then I don't remember which one I did after that. 
Cincinnati. Did Cincinnati after that. Again, fucked that one up. Got bronze in my weight division, but then went and got gold in the open. Then I ran away to China for a little while. Competed over there a few times. Got one gold, two silver, and one bronze while I was in China. Came back, won a new breed, and then went and did Cincinnati again. Took gold. And then just over the summer, I went to Japan, did the Tokyo Open, got a gold and a silver, and then did the Asian Open, and got a gold, and then didn't place in the Open. I got beat up and unbarred in my second match. It was sad. So what it sounds like is it took a lot for you to drag all these medals up the porch. Yes, (laughs) yes. My duffel bag is very full of belts and medals and... Uh, again, excess ego that I carry with those medals. Yeah, but it's but it's a reinforced, myself. strong duffel bag that can carry all that stuff. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't mind if it rips and a few fall out. I just have so many. I don't, I don't <laughs> care if I lose some. I mean, they're seen, meaningless. Have you seen that meme? That shows, I like, try and trade them for food. It shows Dragon Ball Z characters standing there, and it says, you know, when you're all standing in funny outfits waiting to choke somebody legally for a $5 medal. Yeah. I'm like... Yeah, because I'm like, I literally dug those out of the attic like a couple weeks ago when I was looking for other things. I go, oh, here's all my medals. Cool. I guess I'll put them in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> That's where my medals go. I, I wouldn't mind basement. having like a case or something maybe to put them in. I don't know. I There's stuff out there. Yeah. I might do that. I, I want to get gold in something that's like... You know, like a, a, I don't know, a bigger tournament. I, I won an Ego once. Nice. And I got the Axe, you know, which is pretty dope. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the first, like, I mean, I, I won a couple matches. No, I, I think, I want to, no, the last time I, the last tournament I think I did as a blue belt might have been Chicago when I got second place as a Gi. But after that, like, I think, yeah, the Ego was, like, the biggest, like, win because I won two in a row, beat us some old guys. It's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> we call that bum fighting. Yeah, it was bum fights. <laughs> Wasn't that a it, DVD series once? It was. Bum Brandon fight is, that was pretty bad. Brandon started in it. Yeah, that was pretty rotten. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, that was like my biggest. I still haven't competed as purple belt yet. Do it. I, I want to, but also I was like, this year I was like, well, I can compete or. I can buy a house and... <laughs> Done. Get your priorities right. Compete. You're right. Now, Sarah. I think the next, like... Sarah, back me up on this. Yeah, same. Same. Yep. Sell the house. Compete. Yeah. Compete more. 100%. Travel. Obviously. <laughs> Couch surf. Absolutely. I hate security. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Someone it. gets it. Ugh. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think next year I'm going to try to do like uh, an ego or something and something that's local that I could spend 50, 60 bucks and, and do that. Cause I mean, I just, I would like to do Chicago. I always have a good time in Chicago. It's not that far. It's relatively cheap. No, I got beat up there. I'm going to go back. I get beat up everywhere. If I didn't go back to the places I got beat up in, I'd have nowhere to she go. She couldn't even walk into Meyer today. I couldn't. Yeah, I would not. She got jumped I never in go back to work. What happened at Meyer? <laughs> she was tackled by this cart. Somebody pushed the cart into her. Oh, Jesus. And I, being the nice husband, was like, get up, you can do it. 
He was sidelining me from the crowd. I was like, you kicked that old man's ass. I was like, beach. (laughs) Beach control. Beach control. From side. How is competing in China versus competing in America? It's a shit show over there. Really? I'm just going to throw it out there. It was absolutely terrible. So, like, the first one was in a mall. And in a, in mall? a mall. In a mall. You're like, and uh, thank you, Tiffany. <laughs> yeah. Tiffany, ladies and gentlemen. Basically, and now... <laughs> have you ever seen where they like set up a stage in a mall for like? Yes, a... I they saw had Jewel. That. They had that for the read awards. Read poetry. Oh my god. In Mall of America. Nice. My tummy hill figure jeans and I were in front row, <laughs> and I was crying. Oh jeez. I'm gonna date myself, but I don't give a fuck. Best day of my life. That sounds incredible. <laughs> it was amazing. I'm a little bit Her jealous. poetry spoke so much to my sixth grade heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, continue. No, no, you're fine. So, no, that, was your, that was better. Was it was it IBJJF you did no, out there? Oh, Jesus, no. IBJJF's never gone to China. They were going to go to China, and then the blue belt guy who like got it all organized, someone like promoted him immediately to black belt because he got it organized to IBJJF. And IBJJF was like, nah, that's not cool. And so they just pulled out of going to China. And they were going to be there the year I was there, too. So it just didn't happen. Uh, No, the first one I went to was in a mall. And they literally set up just some pads in the middle of the floor in the mall. And they didn't really have much in way of keeping people off the mats who weren't competing. Oh, my gosh. And so people got way too close and were all up on the mats. And it it was a nightmare. And one of the one of the, I was training at a Gracie Baja there, and there's this really big dude. We just called him Sarge. I don't actually know what his name is. I think it, it's Chin. It's Chin. Chin. We called him Sarge, and he bought everybody a hot dog. And if you've never had an Asian hot dog, I'm not. It's got like shrimp skin on it. Oh no, thank you. And it's got all kinds. Like I did not know anything that was on this hot dog, but he bought me lunch. And he's no like, one knows anything that's in American hot dogs. Not in. On. on. Okay. I did not recognize anything right. on this hot dog. Excellent. Gave me this hot dog, and he's, like, goading me to eat it. And I'm like, all right, I'll eat it. I did not feel good after I ate it. Mm-hmm. I competed. I won a match, lost a match, got third. And then we had to ride the train back because we had, I was in Dalian at the time, and we rode up to Shenyang. It was, like, a two-hour bullet train ride. <gasps> And then uh, when we got back, I, like, threw up on the side of the road everywhere. And all that gross shrimp skin hot dog just everywhere. Delightful. Delightful. But you had a medal. I had a medal. So, you know. So, I mean, did you really lose that day? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, my entire lunch. And then the other one, they had one scale to weigh everybody in. And they put it in the back of this little hallway in a little alcove in the back of a little hallway. And so, like, everyone is crowded around, and there's no flow. And so everyone, there's no queue. Like, no one queues up in China. They just make a big fucking ball of people behind Hmm. whatever it is they're doing. And just whoever can push their way to the front first. It's interesting. And so by the time I got up there, then they were like, we're only... Weighing in people who are competing at 9 a.m. now. And I was like, I'm at 9.30. They're like, gotta wait. And I was like, just for a girl. So I had to. I did you push stuff. people? I did. I was fat. I was, I was fat. I was big. People kind of got out of my way. Excellent. They were Random tiny. people would come and take pictures with me. Are because you Because I was just me? this big old fat ass American. They'd come up and be like, uh, picture. And I'd be like, yes. And they're like, oh, yeah. They stand next to me, like, smile, give a thumbs up. And they're like, yeah, the- 
ah, ah, yeah. I hope to be big and strong like you one day. And I'm like, <laughs> pizza, you're my just, friend. You're calling pizza. me fat. I understand. Pizza and American. I mean, they probably think you're wealthy. You know, They're like, oh, guy, the guy can afford food. That's that one awesome. Was terrible too, though. Like, I competed and I did my no gi matches. And then I had to wait seven hours for my gi matches. Oh my gosh. And this, like, the venue was out in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. And so I couldn't, like, even go back to my hotel. This was in Tianjin this time. And it was, it was, it seven was hours? It was stupid. However, the hotel I stayed in in Tianjin, they slid these cards under your door. Uh, so you could call it prostitutes to come to your hotel room. So that was really exciting. And they gave you complimentary condoms in your uh, hotel room. I love that. For I know. You. I was like, you guys know how to party here in Tianjin. You were like, I called this. you up just to have tea with me. Come on in. <laughs> Listen, you need it's a break. A no, no, no. Put those condoms thing. down. No, Listen, we don't need We're them. just hanging out. This I need the conversation. I have had to remind myself all day. I'm a lonely, lonely man. <laughs> I just... I just, I just need someone to talk. I just want to talk. Like, can we just fucking get out of here? <laughs> no. no. You're going to be here a while. I'm like, send me I'll someone who speaks English. I just, I need a conversation. I'll pay you double. <laughs> just just chill for a minute. Just How was the bullet train? I wanted to ride one for a very long time. They're kind of cool. Like, they're, they're really clean. And you can, like, you can make the seats, like, lay down and spin around and everything. It's kind of like, it's Amazing. Cool. Yeah. Did it feel like you were going that fast? No. That's amazing. And how fast did they travel? I, I don't know. Like, fast. Ultra over fast. 100 miles an hour. Over 100 miles an hour. It's cool. I'm going to Google so it. Cool. Do it. How fast? I feel like I'm the most boring person in the world. I'm like, yeah, yeah I rode a bullet train. I, I am a super I competed in the middle excited. of a mall and threw up. Okay, <laughs> how so is that boring at all? 320 kilometers an hour or 199 miles per hour? 199 miles an hour! There we go. I can't go that fast. It made a lot of stuff. I can't. So it would like it would get top speed and it'd be like, <sighs> like slow down. That's so cool. That's really pretty fun. dope. Though. It I, was I, cool. I would. I mean, it's it's experience. It's not something you can do here. No, it's not. We you need know? bullet trains here. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Bullet trains would be fucking rad. I think they would be too. Great. Could you imagine? Yeah. We could just go to California. Like it'd we go be to Chicago. a lot easier. Yeah. Cool. It'd be pretty dope. I'm an cool. advocate. Yeah, I think it might really disrupt the balance ecosystem we have here in the United States. Nope, doesn't matter. <laughs> balance ecosystem. Fuck nature. <laughs> and on our next podcast. Speaking of nature, I got a thing in the mail about a survey for Arbor Day. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, if you donate to us, we'll give you this free... Tree. Like, it was a free... Like, you, I can get a free tree. Well, and it's not free because you donated. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Once in Ann Arbor, I had monks come up to me and try and give me some sweet ass incense but i had to donate and when i said no i was in like middle school they immediately took their incense out of my hand they snatched it and they left and i was very upset because i was like i thought you were peaceful you just snatched that incense and i'm like no bitch and you're like what (laughs) hold on when i went to las vegas for nationals it was the weekend that weed became legal in Las Vegas. Oh, shit. And so, like, I went with one of my old friends from when I used to live in Vegas to, they call it First Friday. It's like a big, I'm going to say a shitty art show where, like, a bunch of amateur artists come together and, like, display their stuff. You know we have that here. I know, but... Oh, it's Vegas. It's Vegas. Doesn't matter. And everything's more... There are shitty artists everywhere. Everything is more gaudy in Vegas. 
Oh, that's true. Including their amateur artists. And so we go to this, and there's these people doing this thing where they're like, hey, we're doing this uh, thing to try and make weed legal for veterans all over the United States federally to help them with PTSD and stuff. I'm like, all right, yeah, that's cool. And they're like, if you donate $20, we'll give you the spliff. (laughs) (laughs) If you donate $20... Because, I mean, I mean, like, legally they can't sell it. Right, I was like, that's how it was it. in Michigan when we went up and we were going to, because it was, like, legal, but they haven't done the whole, like, selling You can't sell it, right. you can, but you can have it. You can have it, you just can't sell so it. So it was like, here's a $50 cupcake with a small coin bag, little dime bag, I mean. You know, coin bag. Coin. I smoke small, the marijuana. A small, a small coin purse. <laughs> The marijuanas are my favorite mm-hmm. drug to inject. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Not okay. Not even once. Wow. <laughs> I've seen that in commercial. Did you ever see that old movie, Reefer Madness? Um, They did a musical of it. Holy shit, you've got to watch the old movie. No, incredible. you've got to also watch the musicals because the musical is fucking phenomenal. And so, it's so funny. I've never seen it. It's Do yourself amazing. a favor. Watch it. It's amazing. <laughs> Is it something we should maybe pull it's up like on the, the two of you It's goddamn trippy, and everybody's like losing their minds and freaking Jesus out, and dying comes. in terrible ways. Jesus comes. It's. It's exciting. He comes. <laughs> he shows up. Jesus. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's. Amazing. Watch it to find out. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by Jesus having an orgasm. Excellent. <laughs> Oh, spreading, it's just spreading the love of Jesus one face Ooh. at a time. Oh. <laughs> Zing! Sorry, oh. Dad. <laughs> Your dad listens to this podcast? No, he doesn't. No. Anyway. Sorry, my family stopped listening. So, how did you. Did they really? Oh. I, I, I don't know. I'm just saying. They probably did stop listening. Oh, okay. I was just curious. I don't think my mom listens to our podcast. Yeah, see, my mom stopped uh, partaking in anything I did a long time ago because it usually involves a lot of swears and, you know, like Jesus having orgasm jokes. Oh. My mom's not cool with that. What's wrong? Everybody needs to come. I mean, what's wrong? I know. Thank you. Get some stress out. She's a very religious woman. She's not going to hear this podcast either. I know, but but I mean, like, you know, saving the world and washing everybody their sins, it's got to be a lot, you know? It's a whole lot. <laughs> you were saying something, sorry. Nope. No, I wasn't. Well, and with that, I'm going to get going. I got, a, I got a thing. I don't remember what it was, but uh, it's a pretty important. Can't be here anymore. Goodbye. That's it. So you competed in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I did compete in Japan, and that was cool. They lost my luggage on the way there. Fuck you, Air Canada. Uh, it got stuck in, like, Toronto. And so I arrived with no gi or anything. And it was a gi-only tournament. And so I, I had the pair of clothes I was wearing, plus an extra pair of clothes I had in my carry-on. Luckily, I was staying in, like, this little Airbnb that had a washing machine in there. So I could wash them every day and then hang them up outside to dry them. Because there's no dryer. Right. There's no dryer. I don't understand why there was no dryer. They use a lot of electricity. Okay. There's a lot of people there. I mean, I, I, mean, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like, I guess the idea is, like, what's what's the point if you can dry it without anyways? Like, why why waste the money and what the energy? What is the climate in Japan? Like, is it warmer than here? Is it on the same latitude as us? 
I do not know. Oh, what the fuck? I was only there for like four days. Get out. I'm sorry. And two of those days were traveling, so like two days in the airport, like two days. I just can't imagine like being without a dryer in Indiana because no, it'd be bad. It would not. We would have wet clothes, damp clothes all the time. Yeah, Yeah, couldn't hang them up outside. No. I don't know. I don't know. It's okay. I mean, it's like an island, so it's always going to be moist. Oh. <laughs> he said it. Wow. He, he said moist. Did. Um, compared to China, how was that <laughs> tournament in Japan? Fantastic. I mean, it was an IBJJF tournament. Oh, that so was. it was a really yeah. well-ran tournament. Yeah, so the Japanese Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation and the International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation put that one on. Whereas the one in China, the one that was supposed to be good was the Sport Jiu-Jitsu Federation, which also is here. Yeah, I've heard of that. They they have their own over there as well. I've gotten emails for that one, and I got it confused with IBJJF, so I read it and I was like, oh no, that's different. Have you done that one here? No. I doubt if I will. Sorry, S. J J what whatever the fuck you are S B J Sport Jiu Jitsu Federation Excellent They're not important We are knowledgeable Yeah I said I've got so okay yeah I I just I've seen the emails about those and stuff and I just I don't know you know it you're hit or miss sometimes Can you quit farting so much Jesus Christ Look I know you eat a lot of fiber and a lot of salad and stuff but like hold Hold your shits in. I am trying. And now you're fondling my thigh. What the hell? <laughs> wow. You can't, you can't fart and then touch my thigh. And think, I can't. It's not going to go anywhere. It's, it's it not may going not, anywhere. but I can still try. may not go anywhere, but I know you'll be thinking you about it. You did them out of order. You should have touched the thigh first and then farted, and then well, I would have been in. Wow. But you got it out of order. And you know what? My game is for whoever wants it, and if you don't want it, that's fine. You know what? I don't. I, and right. I don't think anyone else does either. That's fine. I have a husband. He liked it. That's not what he told me. Wow. It's <laughs> not what he tweeted. <laughs> for the whole world to see. That's fine. That's fine. I tweeted. I don't think he has a Twitter. I do have a Twitter. He does have a Twitter. I do have a Twitter. He and and Twitter. I, I, I'm never on it. The only time I post on it is literally when I post it on my Instagram and it goes straight to Twitter. Or I post on Facebook and it goes straight to Twitter. Nice. I really don't even post on Facebook anymore. I mostly just post on Twitter and it all just... Or not Twitter. Fuck, I just said I don't <laughs> post on Twitter. On Instagram... And it all just goes to Facebook. Every once in a while, I'll share them on Facebook. But generally, I'm just like, uh, I like I like Instagram. It's pictures. It's easy. It's yeah. pictures. It's pictures. It's, like, just, it's how I read as well. <laughs> just scrolling through, to, scrolling through the picture book. And I'm just looking at yeah. stuff and liking it. <clears throat> Posting yeah. stories. I like my stories. I have a, I have a Twitter for our podcast. and I What's your podcast name again? Simply Gone podcasts and it's just like i've never used the twitter i like did it I, once to be like we have a twitter and then i just don't do it yeah. i also what? have a twitter for like my dance situation that i have going on and i literally never and they constantly are like hey guess who tweeted and i was like i don't, I don't care i don't actually know don't give a shit. so what uh what brought the idea of your podcast together like what made you want to be a paranormal investigator <laughs> So, I have this friend, Megan Bates. Uh, we used to teach together at a certain shit charter school here in Indianapolis. And we stayed friends after I left that shit charter school. 
and we were working on a true crime podcast together. And we were investigating the disappearance of this girl right on the border of Kentucky and Indiana. Kentuckyana. Kentuckyana. And Kentucky. Uh, it was it was really bizarre. None of the official stories matched up. But then this girl's mom also had a bunch of wild theories and they didn't match up. And like nothing made sense. And it turned out basically that the FBI still had like an active investigation going on. Uh, where they were investigating the state police that we were supposed to be getting our information from. And so, like, uh, and they were investigating them over this disappearance. And so it's still an ongoing thing, and we were like, maybe we shouldn't go and talk to these people who are still trying to hide this thing. So we, we pulled out of that. Plus it was like a three-hour drive, I'm going to be honest. The convenience thing was more of a... <laughs> Die? Not... Cool. That's fine. I'm that's, willing to take the risk. Know. Three-hour drive. Yeah, I got shit to do. Wow, you would have been terrible on Gilligan's Island. I really would have been. A three-hour yeah. tour. Forget it. Oh, Jared's like, you know what? I'm just gonna stay back here and miss all the antics. Bye. And then everyone would have. I'm gonna take a radio. Bye. Yeah. I would have started my life all over. It would have been cool. Uh, so no, we we were doing that. We decided we didn't like it. We weren't gonna be able to do it. We also we treated it too lightly. Frankly, like we'd be out investigating shit and we'd get back in the car and our recorder would still be going after we would like interview some random weirdo and we would just be busting up and we'd be like, that was the craziest, stupidest shit I've ever heard. Here's why. <laughs> so, like, so, I feel like some people make a really good living on that though. Yeah, but like it's still a thing where like real people are still involved. Like, There's people... a lot of podcasts that... People love that. I didn't feel okay doing that to people whose lives were still wrapped up wondering where their loved ones were, and then me making fun of them for wondering where their loved ones were. I see. And so I was like, no, that's, that's wrong. It, it, it'd be bad to put that out there and, like, do create something based off of their pain, like, and laugh at it. Not, not just based off their pain, but based off laughing at their pain. I mean... Fair, noble, but also probably, <laughs> but it probably would have sold more because there's some sick motherfuckers out there that have been like, that's true. That's hilarious. Because I mean, like, the lady really had some messed up ideas and theories about what happened to her daughter. She's like, well, were but, aliens involved? No, but yeah. she's like, so I mean, it. The truth is, here's what probably happened: the girl was probably a confidential informant for the Kentucky State Police. And she was a really bad confidential informant. She was terrible at hiding that she was a confidential informant. And so she probably got killed and disappeared. That's what likely happened. However, the Kentucky... I don't want to say for sure. Allegedly, members of the Kentucky State Police were also involved in this drug ring that she was investigating. And so, like, she was sort of given away right away anyways... However, this girl's mom also has come up with some crazy ideas about who was involved, why they were involved. Like, she's named a bunch of just random-ass people. But she also thinks that the Democratic Party came together to persecute and kill her daughter. Huh. Uh, they can't come together to yeah, we get a president Yeah, we can't get a president elected, in, but, you, but know. you know. But to, to office one random girl. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Who had no together. bearing on... Elections anywhere. No. Mm-hmm. And the Republicans tried to stop them. <laughs> they tried. So 
And I mean, it's just, it's a wild, it's wild from start to finish, the whole Interesting. thing. And so I was like, we, we can't do that. So we moved on to investigating paranormal shit, because there's no such thing as ghosts. Oh. There's no such thing as monsters, oh, or aliens, or demons, or anything. And so, like, it's fun to go chase down these local legends, and do everything like you're supposed to do to make all the bad shit happen. Except and then you got nothing happened. Your last one and not a plate. Okay, so. that was really funny though. Yeah. So. <laughs> that was for comedic value. I said Walmart was out of black plates. They were not. I thought an ashtray wow. would have been better. I was really upset well, because yeah. I was on my way to get a black plate from Walmart, I and when I heard it. that, I was like, I'm uh, gonna go to Target. Can't instead. go to Walmart now. I gotta get out of here. Uh, I gotta. I, I gotta was like, if they on. really only have ashtrays, and what am I doing here? Mm, but what? I did get the sweet ass Hawaiian rolls because those are good. They are the best. Um, and yeah, you know what? Those are fucking. Fire. I have had none of them and I wanted them so badly for Thanksgiving and I had not one. Yeah, the easiest Thanksgiving thing in just go buy Hawaiian rolls. And you know what? I think tomorrow I'm going to get myself one. Do it. Just one. Like just Steve one. Martin in Father of the Bride. I remember just tastes pulling like the hot dog yeah. out. <laughs> she just goes to the store, pulls one out of the package. What are you like doing, purchase, ma'am? I'd like to purchase one. And like, I did not get any for Thanksgiving and I am rebelling. You just need just one. Give it to me. How much does it cost? Just just mark it down on your computer. So if you get a call from me in jail, because you're you'll know exactly. you can That can be your first true crime. You can investigate there that. We go. I'm in. I'm in. Now, we, uh, we've chased down like a lot of the local Indiana legends, all the big ones so far that what we can. Favorite? My favorite one to do was honestly our most recent one, mm-hmm. because it was someone I knew had this personal experience. Yeah. You didn't yeah. out them, which I appreciated, but you definitely <laughs> laughed at her quite a bit. Oh my god, so much. I hope she understands that it's all in jest and love. I mean, she does, but also, like, when she told me her story, I was laughing pretty hard when she was That's telling her kind. story. That's kind. No to self, we'll never place. tell you about my stories. <laughs> because there's no, ghosts aren't real. I That's mean, it's just not a thing. And so when she told us her story, it really sounded like a plastic bag hanging from a tree. And I was like, she didn't see a ghost, she saw a plastic bag hanging in a tree. She was nine. Dehydrated, scared and alone. Yeah. Oh, there's something white in the trees. It's a ghost. Or it's a ghost. Anyways, we we took we took magic, which is supposed to be real. Mm -hmm. Ways to summon ghosts, and we tried to summon ghosts there where she had her uh, paranormal experience, and it didn't work. It's weird that it didn't work coming from someone who's a non believer. Isn't the first step is to sit there and be open to all possibilities? Is that what? Now, see, that doesn't work though, because even in like the Bible, God was like, God, who, what was it? Isaiah? And he's like, hey, tell him, have, have like the contest between you and the worshipers of Baal. And uh, the worshippers of Baal were, like, cutting themselves and praying to Baal to, like, fire come down and burn their offering, and it wouldn't. And then God's like, all right, I got this. And does it right away? Like, God doesn't care if you believe in him or not. Like, why well, should ghost? Because they have a different credence. I don't think they do. They have different rules. No. And. I think their shit should it's work. It's a parallel dimension. What? <laughs> There's some real science going down It's here. real. Let me tell you what. Time does not go in a straight line. It is a circle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ghosts. We're living in a simulation. I don't understand how <laughs> you can go ahead. Case. They literally made multiple movies about people who create their livelihood around busting ghosts. Yeah. 
So I true just true story, true, true, true. Show. But they don't even bust them. They're okay. So none of the ghost shows on TV go around busting ghosts. They make their money. They lived in a firehouse. There was a Slimer. Okay, well, those movies, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking, like, Ghost Hunters. No, and that shit's like, totally fake. Well, that's terrible because, like, their whole livelihood depends on them finding ghosts. So they're they're going to say everything they find is paranormal. It's... And so it's bad. The reason I don't like looking at our um security cameras at night. Because of Ghost Hunters? I don't like it. Paranormal Activity, the movie, oh, made it movie. really hard for me to look at my Simply Safe cameras at night. Simply not... Safe, sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie, the first time I saw that movie, like, right after it came out, like, it scared the shit out of me. Me too. And then but all the following was... ones were garbage. I know, I yeah, absolutely. No, the first one was so much fun because I, it's it was. literally it built new. on just suspense. It was. The like, whole thing there's... was just... It was like, yeah, it was different. It was like Blair Witch different. Well, so, so I, what's funny is, like, they made the Blair Witch Project, and they were like, oh, yeah, this is, we just found this film. It's true, and then they made a sequel, and it was yeah, a legit but movie. that was the whole. That was that was what was fun, and then once it came out, then you could like be like, we were just joking. It's funny, you know, and like, but like the whole idea. I think that's what was cool about the Blair Witch is that it wasn't just a movie that they just put out. It was this entire like Found theatrical footage, process yeah. that we, as the audience, ha- like got to be roped into, and then you saw it. And it was terrifying, and then you go to your friend's house in the backyard, and you're like, holy shit, that was real. Yeah. And then you see Conan O'Brien interviewing the director, and you're like, god damn it. That movie, <laughs> that movie cost like forty thousand dollars to make. That's so much fun. It was, or something like that. It was super cheap. Like they didn't pay hardly, and, and, and they made buku fucking dollars on it because yeah. everybody because they they literally had one guy with like a camera, a shitty camera, walking around filming the shit. Yeah. It was like a black and white, wasn't it? Wasn't it all black and white? Yeah. Yeah. Much. They didn't it was have to, well, night. it was a night because it was in night vision, night vision. which yeah. is black and white. <laughs> so, so that's what I'm saying. Like, it, yeah, they they had. Shitty tech. They they didn't have to really pay anybody to to go around and, and film or anything like that. They didn't because have to there set. is something unnerving about a home movie. I think there's something that is incredibly vulnerable about a home video. Do you know what I mean? And I think they took that idea and ran with it, and it was beautifully done. Yeah, Pornhub. <laughs> yep. Plagiarist. <laughs> I, I don't like those home movies. They're too shaky. You never know what's happening. Yeah. Dude Can't get to good much. angles. It's terrible. You hear him more than you hear her. It's always awful. And, and, and if he's, depending on if it's not like a like an actual like fit porn actor, she's got the big hairy belly hanging over and you can't see anything anyways. I feel like you're, I feel like you saw my sex tape and you're just calling it out now. But we hair. also discussed that you do not have a hairy belly. So let's uh, scratch that one off. Caught me there. He puts it on just I like to pretend I'm someone else, okay? He's like, I disguised it. I don't want people to know it's me. It's a murky. As for if your the belly. tiny penis didn't give it away. <laughs> That's got, there's gotta be plenty of tiny penises. That's, no one will know. No, that one's got the Prince Albert. That's I knew it. <laughs> Prince Albert and the Mohawk. Okay. The Mohawk? <laughs> this podcast is taking a real left turn. <laughs> Or the right turn. <laughs> so yeah. So how many, how many episodes have you done? I've listened to every one of them. We've done seven. Okay. Um, we did Werewolf Hollow, did Hell's Gate, which was a fun one. We've done like Hell's uh, Gate was fun. Uh, 
uh, no race monster. We've done like four haunted bridges because there's fucking haunted bridges everywhere. My favorite was the, the haunted bridge. You guys what? really do like bridges here in Indiana. It's strange for a bunch of a like a landlocked state. You'll love bridges. True. In Michigan, we have Mackinac and the one that goes to Canada, which I'm blanking on right now. Mm-hmm. But I almost went to Canada by going to rent. Anyway, it's a long story. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, we've got the Coverage Bridge Festival. But like, so you guys have really love bridges. Yeah, um, yeah, right out by Hell's Gate. Yeah, well, um, the um, uh, the one bridge you guys did that was in Greencastle. I I had been to that one and tried to do the honking and all that stuff, and never got anything out of that either. Yeah, we didn't really. It was dead at night. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, that one I did shit my pants a little bit on because like right at the end is it's coming up on ten minutes. I shit you not, like. I'm in the middle of this tunnel. It's totally dark. It's the middle of the night. Like, car lights are off. My lights are off. It's just dark and in this tunnel. And as the 10 minutes on my phone starts to run down, there's like five seconds left or whatever. No lie. There's like shit starts happening in the bushes, like right outside the tunnel. And I was like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> like in my head. And then a truck drives in. And I'm like, ha yeah. There was nothing wrong here. There's no problem with that truck. Oh, my God. Follow the truck out. Like, <laughs> I mean, it had to be terrible. Like, like, like I mean, you know, it's a lot of time to psych yourself out. Yeah, well, like being in Greencastle, like you know, like <laughs> there's junkies everywhere. Really, in Greencastle? Oh my god, we saw like five people on meth on our way there. Like it was amazing. Oh no shit. Yeah. Because I, because I, you know, being in Indianapolis now, I, I've seen a lot of homeless people that you know, strung out and stuff on drugs and things like that. I didn't expect. I guess I just wouldn't expect to see that out there. Yeah, I, I mean, I grew all up. All they have there. is bridges. And meth. And heroin. I mean, that's true. They don't have a lot to do out there. Like, that heroin epidemic's real, man. Especially out in all those rural areas. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's upsetting. I'm from Shelbyville, Indiana, and, like, that's basically all that's there is heroin. Oh, well. That's it. There's cornfields, factories, and heroin. You're driving through Shelbyville, and they're like, and to your right is the heroin store. There's where four people from my high school class overdosed. There's where. <laughs> it's what? It's bad. Yeah. Well, again, another dark turn in this podcast. <laughs> you know, we're really mainly around. just about exposing the realness of Indiana here. That is the idea. That's Through kind of... martial arts and our interviews. So, <laughs> you did Muay Thai with us for a little while. Mm-hmm. Are you still going to be doing any kind of kickbox or anything like that? Or is that... Not right now. You I said you loved my... kicking things. I did, and I, I injured my spine, and I haven't been able oh, to... That's right. Yeah do much of anything lately i'm finally back to the point where i can like grapple at maybe 70 80 percent yeah i could tell like when we rolled the last few times you were actually like you're rolling a little bit harder and yeah still can't do 100 percent. it makes me sad because sometimes i'll get in the spot and i'll be like i want to get out i can't Mm. i can't twist my back yeah or i can't even i can barely bridge like i finally can start bridging again to get out like this much it's like tiny i can't well you know what man like progress though man that's that's good props to you like you've so you're doing physical therapy now no yeah i thought you're doing physical therapy with doing personal training okay personal trainer lift lab lift lab's great yeah doing personal training with justin frazier there and he's been doing a lot of stuff to help strengthen my back and the areas around it but that's what i meant by physical therapy you're you're lifting weights to to help correct the problem. Yeah. So. I can't afford physical therapy and my insurance won't do it because they're dicks. So. 
Yeah. So <laughs> essentially, you're doing physical therapy. I, all right. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> Brandon won't let things go. I, Once he's right, it's listen, just, I'm just doing physical it. therapy. <laughs> I'm doing physical therapy. But it, but it is helping quite a bit, I can tell. Like, it seems like, how long have you been doing that? Um, I've been training with him for a while, but we really only started focusing on my back, like, three, maybe four weeks ago. Okay. And well, so still. the last few weeks have been the biggest difference. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's interesting, because, like, when I broke my shoulder, that's, you know, every week, I would see an right. increase in what I could do. Yeah. And it was pretty, pretty cool, you know, because I went from, like, not being able to do anything to, like, Oh shit! Like I can, I can do right. all these things within a week's time. Like I literally did had three workouts, and and every time I did a workout, it's like just leaps. Yeah, you know, it's super cool. But I'd love to get back to Muay Thai. It is it is a lot of fun. But I, I sort of had to look at some of my goals and things I'm trying to do. Uh, and yeah. I, I think rehabbing and getting strong again are most important. Yeah, and then jiu jitsu sure. after that, and then Muay Thai after that. Muay Thai is fun, but I'm not trying to yeah. like, go compete in it or do MMA or anything. Um, it's just something I did because I liked it because it was a good time. Yeah. Um, and I'm training at like three jiu jitsu gyms, and so like I'd have to drop one of them. And I'm not ready to do that yet. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not ready to give up any of the three because yeah, I, I, I hear you. So I I, I don't know. So where where all have you been going? So you, you, you do Performax, you teach there. Yeah, I teach at Performax Tuesday nights. And then I'm at Naptown, which is inside of Local Lab, two or three days a week. And then I'm down at Indiana Combat Grappling in Martinsville uh, once a week. Sometimes it's every other week because my children also exist and like doing things. Whoa. So whoa, whoa. I have to I have to sometimes skip a training session to do things with or for them and you know parenthood's dumb don't do it don't do listening. it don't have kids just use protection <laughs> go to the clinic whatever it is Absolutely. you gotta do just don't have kids don't do it don't do it pray it away gotcha <laughs> <laughs> I mean I actually really love my kids the truth yeah. is I love being a dad it's one of my my favorite things in the world but I like being selfish with my time too so and you can't do yeah. both Sometimes you it's just can't to, do sometimes you But can. I think I think bringing your kids to practice and having them do jiu-jitsu. Your kids are wonderful and you're a great dad. Oh, my God. And they're so wonderful. Yeah, you do good things. Okay, so last night at the open mat, though, like, one of them was crying a lot. But the and, like, every couple thing is seconds. that you kept, like, picking your son up and you were like, get in there. Do you want to fight? Do you want to be a winner? <laughs> get, in, get in the ring. Why <laughs> Why you turn like, Why you turn I'll never be anything. And You're just was, like your father. <laughs> why, why and I you, was like, why are you have a weird New York accent? Why did you turn into the boxing coach? Why did you turn into Mick off of Rocky? He's like, cut me, Dad. I'm like, what? No. No, Rocky. No, uh, I wasn't going to say it was my son. Uh, but yeah, it was my son. It was your uh, My son is a very sensitive soft boy. He's very much like me. Um, I didn't mean to out your son. That's too late. You already did, um, so thanks a lot. There's no getting back. So my daughter is tough and scrappy, and she really likes to fight. And uh, my son is soft and sensitive and doesn't like to fight. And so and combined, they make one whole person. Yeah, it's it's sad because you know I feel really bad for him because he's he's not a very tough kid in a lot of ways, and uh, I know exactly. How he feels when he gets that way. I'm like, you are a copy of who I was when I was. Yeah, I, I used to. Yeah, 
I used to be kind of that way when I was I'm trying to just shove him back in every time he cries. I'm trying to be like, hey, look, I get it. You're hurt. You're upset. But you're exaggerating how hurt you are. Get back in there and keep doing it. You need to get him into theater. (laughs) He'd be great. He can cry on command. You just like flick him a little and he'll be Aww, but my nice. daughter, because she's a sociopath, she can also cry Same. on command. She really kind of is. Care? I love her. I think Do she you, when, manipulates that. When, <laughs> when Hannah was younger, I really was nervous when she was in elementary school because I would tell people, in all sincerity, I'm either raising an, a genius who will change the world for good or who will become an evil villain and become... Like, the next serial killer. Like, either way, you know, I will, uh, I'll be here. You'll be proud. For the, for the blaming. <laughs> either way. For the blaming or having nothing to do with it. You're like, either way, I'll be proud. But either way, <laughs> I'll make buttons. Either way, she's, <laughs> either way, she's organized something. Yeah. She's, 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 she's showing us that she can do sense. more than just lay in bed and play on her phone. She has initiative. She, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> she's finally, yeah, she did something with her life. Cool. Time uh, management you know. skills. <laughs> yeah. You know, she really is into the STEM programs. It's exciting. It's right. like, like, um, no, she, yeah, she was the same way where she's just very, very smart. But like, do you understand human emotion? And she's like, no. Oh. Okay. Excellent. Only when you take my phone and I don't like it. I mean, now I think she no, definitely no. kind of is. Although today she goes, I don't know how to empathize with my friend. And I'm like, oof, work on that. It's rough. In the next two years, you got to get real good at empathy because I'm not going to be in charge of you anymore. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah. So It yeah. can be learned is the thing. You can learn how to empathize. I wish I was a better teacher because also I don't care about other people's emotions either. I've noticed that. I noticed that. (laughs) Um, I tried to express how I felt to you after your grandmother died. And you you sort of shrugged and like, you walked away. I mean, honestly. She didn't even say that. She just didn't say anything. She just looked at me and was like. Whose grandma hasn't died? Shrugged, walked off. Because it's just part of life. I was a blubbering mess. I don't have time. All right. I just don't have time. Ain't nobody have that. So, again, <laughs> I don't grandmas, know. grandmas, whatever. <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> Is that good? That was good. Excellent. That was pretty Is that good. It sounded like you were thirsty when you I've, said it. I've, you guys can't see like it, but she, she, she choked up, teared a little bit. He, you missed it. Okay. On command, one tear. One half tear. It's there. It's there. Oh, she, she actually just peeled an onion. She <laughs> had to poke herself in the eye with that onion. I did not. With I was itching it. <laughs> With the onion. You were itching it, huh? or you were scratching it. Boom! English teacher mode. Look at that. I hate it. Make it Crunch. not a thing. I'm Which, I, I will say me. this, I the whole teacher thing, I feel like translates very well for you in the gym, because you're pretty good at breaking down things and talking to everyone like they're dumb. <laughs> well, that's because I see myself as superior to all of you. Oh, which have you... to speak to you as though you are, are. dumb. Which because, we are. Yes. I want to... <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, I I try to make it good. I want people to understand it. And I talk to people like they're dumb because that's how I learn also is when people yeah. are like, here's every single little step how to do it. And I'm like, ah, oh, okay. I feel like okay, okay, that's okay. the best way to do jujitsu though, because there's so many little things. There are. You know, 
like like, like board does a great job of literally pointing out every little detail All of them. It's good. very helpful. It I've is. learned a lot and I've been to like four. Put classes. this foot here and it's now amazing. turn the blade here, turn this here, pull this here. You know what else I really know, love like, about that guy is that he actually is genuinely kind and like complimentary, but also he goes he makes the most amazing compliment sandwiches. Is what it is. He's like, Sarah, you're doing really good at this. You have this, but also work on this. Don't forget about that. I'm like, I love that. That was a delicious sandwich. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I try to do when I go around. Uh, I'm like, that looked really good except this one thing. Yeah, I am Let's do a this, sucker for a But everything else sandwich. was perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> I think of it in like an Oreo form because that's my favorite kind of sandwich, a cookie sandwich, oh and it's that. If you just come at me with criticism, I immediately cry. Oh. I just joking. That was a joke. <laughs> I don't have emotion. We already established that. There was a good two, three second silence there. Oh. <laughs> Shit. Um, no, I really like I like training at boards a lot. Yeah. That's fun. That town's a great place. And, and it's I so close to us. Recommend it for anyone who can go. Absolutely. Yeah. It's fantastic. I wish I could it's... selfishly take all the people I really like training with and put them in one gym. I wish so too. And I wish yeah. it would be close to my house because I'm. it's hard to. I love going to Performex, but I just can't be. Like, for instance, the seminar tomorrow, I'm like, we have to leave by like 10 to get there with enough time to get ready, and then we're going to roll afterwards, and then I won't get home until, like, 2.33. And that's a lot of time to yeah. give, you know, yeah. as much as I would love to, I have uh, so many things that I have to get done, and yeah, nap town for us is yeah. close. Yeah, same. I would love to just be like, let's all compact into one little... Because, like, Brownsburg and Martinsville. Yeah. For, like, Performex and Indiana Combat Grappling, like, they're... They're far away. That's you know, I'm opposite sides of the country. Yeah, and I don't like to have are. to sit in my car and think. Oh, God. All right? Being alone with my thoughts. Right. That's worst. terrifying. It's the absolute worst. That's why I listen to podcasts. That's when I realize all my faults and flaws. Exactly. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't yeah. want to improve. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to get Definitely better at not. stuff. <laughs> Stupid. Nope. Thanks, bud. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so let's just make a giant gym downtown and I do love also that Naptown is in the underground Mm -hmm. because it makes me feel like down in a basement. It makes me feel like I'm going to the hulking and lifting heavy ass weights, and then you walk to a little room and choke each other. I feel like every time I go in there, I like look around to see if anyone's watching. Like I'm a secret agent, (laughs) and then I go into my secret agent area and become a better agent. You're, like, making your own music as you walk through. Yeah. Dun, 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 I'm, like, Kronk in Emperor's New Group. Exactly. Yeah, this guy's making his own music. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so what, um, man, it's almost 2020. Yeah. Like, we're almost there. What, uh, what do you have in store for yourself in 2020? Is it just the, you want to get stronger, back to being strong and rehabbing? Yeah. or? Yeah, I want to rehab. I want to get strong again, but I want to get strong the right Rehab way. from your back. Yeah. I feel like there's a my lot back. of drug yes. talk that we should probably clarify. You're right. I, I do not use any drugs, mm-hmm. hard or otherwise. Very nice. Um, and I am an just trying oil to stuff? rehab my back. Yes, crystals dipped in essential oils. Excellent. Oh, okay. And I so rub them all over my body. So natural. I'm carrying one in my taint right now. Excellent. It fits very nicely. Amethyst? 
How did you know? I, I can sense your aura. Oh my god. Lavender infused. <laughs> I the, the smell that. <laughs> So uh, rehab from your injury, your that's, back injury. That's really it. I just I want to get better physically because I, I have the injured back. I have a torn labrum in my shoulder, and like I just I haven't been healthy in years. Yeah. Because I kept putting it all off to go compete. I was like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna compete. Uh, there's another competition coming up. I'll wait until after that. And yeah. I kept doing that, and I was like, I gotta stop doing that. I want to get healthy. Yeah. I want to not run takes my body. Time and yeah. Why? So. That's really my only goal. I, I kind of retired from competition uh, after the Asian Open. I decided I was done. Uh, I want to just learn now and just improve at jiu-jitsu just for the sake of improving at jiu-jitsu. Nice. Instead of trying to, like, Beat go be the best. Yeah, because I was, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself. I was trying to make myself uh, be the best. And I thought in the back of my mind that I could potentially be one of the best in my division. And so that was my goal for a long time. And I worked towards that really, really hard. And I ended up... I feel like you did a really amazing job at being amazing, though. I did pretty good. Do you think that would ever become another, like, after you got, you know, back to where you want to go, do you think you'd ever go back to that? I think if I ever compete again, it's just going to be for fun or just the experience. It should should be. I want to travel again if I compete again. I don't want to do it locally. How do you compete for fun? Because to me, I just don't know how to put those two together yet. Because I like, I want to compete, but I want to compete to beat people's asses. Yeah. And and I don't know how that's fun. It's a lot of, it's scary. It is. And it's a lot of anxiety. It's a lot of stress. It's a lot of anxiety. The truth is, if I compete again, I want to travel out of country for it again. I think that's, that's how I want to do that. Okay. That's true. So like, if I. Hannah goes, I want to go to New York. And I go, well, (laughs) see if B wants to do a a jujitsu competition there and we'll go. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what, you know. Well, we went out to, when we went to California. I was like, well, I think we're gonna go. We want to. I want to meet family that I've never met, you know. Mm-hmm. And also, hey, you know, you worlds. Okay, fine. And Disney. Yeah, and we went to Disney, but but you know, I was like, well, we're gonna be out there. Perfect. And we'll go out there at this time. We'll do New Worlds, and we'll make a whole vacation out of it. And That's it was fun. it was you know, I got sick and got my ass beat by an Autos dude, well, you know. but it was an all around good experience, anyways. And like, that's kind of how like, you know. For me, like competing and stuff, I, I try to make it one of those like you said, compete for fun. You know, anything I do competition-wise for any martial art that I enjoy, I feel like I want to test myself, and if I get something out of it, I learn from it. You know, maybe it's a maybe it's a really good fight that mm-hmm. maybe I did a good job at. Sure. And maybe other people enjoyed watching it, and it was fun for everyone. You know, or just I have to. I I, I feel like if as long as you get something out of it, you didn't really. I mean, maybe you lost, but you still. No, I, mean, I lost. You still fun. feel it when you lose. Learning yeah, is learning is fun, though. It uh, is. You know, when I was younger, I mean, fuck that. I didn't want to do anything hard. I didn't want to fail. I didn't want to. I didn't want to learn shit. That's yeah, I mean, dumb. like that's a natural inclination yeah. to just protect the ego and. Yeah, but now it's like, you know, some days I'm like, man, I could be world champion, and then like Fisher went to Fisher's last <laughs> night, and I got smoked. Yeah, me too. You know, there were some good ass people there. Yep. But then other days, like, like today, I rolled pretty well, mm-hmm. and I, you know, whoops some ass, and it just depends. Yeah, I mean, it varies day to day. Um, for me at this point, like, I, I don't know. It just when I thought I wanted to be a world champion, when I thought I wanted to be one of the best, I was still a blue belt, and 
I was still a fairly new blue belt. I only had like two stripes uh, when I when I had that mindset. And so like, that was a long time ago, man. Doesn't feel like, doesn't even feel like my dream anymore, if that makes sense. No, that's... I'm not worried about it. Like, I feel like I've, I've proved myself more than enough and I don't really need to go prove myself to anybody else anymore. Like, I don't need to go... I'm never going to be like a Keenan Cornelius or a Buchecha or a Ryan Gordon. Gordon Ryan. I don't fucking know his name. Ryan Gordon. Ryan Gordon. He's not important. He's a A Ryan Gordon? He does. And he has these weird dumb tattoos on his pecs. I watched him get slapped in California. Yeah. We got to watch that. It was fun. But like, I'm never going to be one of those guys. I'm never going to be able to put the time into it, put the money into it, put the effort into it that it would take to get there. I'm never going to inject the steroids into my bum that I would need to get there. And it's just, it's it's not me. It's not what I want to do. I like where I'm at in life. I like being a dad. I like my job. I like playing around with my friends at jiu-jitsu, basically. Yeah. And so I'm not, I'm not worried about focusing on it anymore. I just want to do it for me now instead of, like, for medals. I think that, yeah. Like, yeah, like the, the, the meme... For choking each other for a five dollar medal. Yeah. I mean, now it's just fun. So, like, if I if I go compete again, I'd go back to Japan. I'd do another Asian Open. That would be fun. Uh, or I'd go do like probably not Europeans, but I'd go do like some of the nationals over there, like the Spanish nationals or German nationals. That'd be pretty cool. Something like that. Cause I would that like would to do fun. something like that. Just to, I mean, I want to get out of the country, anyways. Because yeah. I have some, we have some travel plans. We'd like to do. I want to fight in Thailand. I mean, that'd be cool. That would be. I'd like to fight in Japan. Yeah, I mean, how often? Let's go to South America. Brazil. Brazil. Go fight in Brazil. I just don't want to go to Europe. Like, I'm fine with going to Japan and Thailand. I mean, that would be great. Let's Not go yet, there. Let's go together. All right. Okay. Let's go to Japan. Let's plan it. You heard That's it what here. I'm saying. You heard uh, it I here. September or August. September, one of those is going to be. Uh, Asian Open again, or if you want to do the Master Asian, it's in like June. Yes, yeah. So pick one, Master Asian or Asian. Sorry, only it Asian. Sounds just somewhere. really weird. I know, as the as like a super fat white guy, I love being able to say I'm the Asian champion. It's like well, you're not yeah. Asian, you're fucking white. I'm like yeah. That's why I went but over I'm there the Asian because champion. I am but, nine but feet but taller I'm, than all of them. I'm and bigger there. I'm way bigger guy. there. Nice. I'm big in Japan. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, oh, gosh. Yeah. All right. We're, we're about an hour and ten in. So what's Amazing. Uh, God, people were done with me an hour ago. Damn. Yeah, I was. So, all right. Simply Gone Podcast on yes. Spotify. Yes. It's, on Spotify. it's fantastic. Everybody, you should listen to it. Oh, it's on iTunes, too. Yeah. We have it on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Google Play, Google Podcasts. And please make sure Google to review, podcast get addict. reviews, bump us, because yeah. honestly, I know it takes a minute, but like if you like something, promote support it. Us. Support it. Support us. Support the shit out of us. Um, if you don't Instagram, like us. Yep. Simply Gone Podcast. Yeah, and then your academic underscore grappler. Yep, that's me. We'll put that on our website. Jared's a cool guy to follow. He always posts a lot of funny shit if you... Like to laugh at my modeling photos mostly. He Maybe. is hoping to be sponsored by Fit T. Fit T sponsor. Get on it, Fit T. <laughs> this body is perfect for your product. Obviously. And your product is perfect for this body. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. 
remember, I'm baby smooth everywhere, too, so it's fine. It's true. He only has a little bit of hair on his head. But he's got amethyst in his taint with (laughs) lavender to boot. And it's filled with crystals. Absolutely. It shines as bright as his personality. (laughs) Oh, God. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Say bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. (laughs) Oh. Jesus Christ.